podcast, State of the Franchise. The podcast discusses franchises of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, genres, and types. I am Tom Stadler, here with my glorious co-host, Fred Dakin. Fred, how are you doing today? It's good to be here. It's a glorious day in the, in the stewed. It's an excellent day today in the stewed, Fred. I'm feeling the love, feeling the happiness, the vibes. I'm full! <laughs> I don't know if we ever talk about this on the show, but we usually do pre-show meals before we record. So that way we come into the studio with full bellies and happy hearts. And we're going to do a contest soon. We're going to let a listener come in and eat with us and sit it on a podcast one time. You know, we're going to work out the details on that. But I know there's a lot of people who would just kill to come and watch us do this, have a little bite to eat. (laughs) What are we going to do, like a Willy Wonka? type contest and like submit golden tickets out there why would you say that well (laughs) (laughs) we'll have like little franchisee stickers that you can find where are you gonna put the golden tickets i guess it's wherever you get your podcast right like get your golden stickers somewhere just scan the rss feed or whatever rrs whatever it is or you can get like a qr code Mm. you know how you do like those pepsi contests and it's just like oh I feel like every time I've done that, I've just never gone any further than that point. But uh, lest we detract from our episode this week, Fred, we have a very exciting topic to wrap up Pride Month here as we are doing RuPaul's Drag Race, a very popular reality TV show involving a competition to become the next drag superstar in America or America's next drag superstar is the tagline for the show here. So we have on this week to talk to us about that, uh, Jenny and Lainey Seiler. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you doing? We are good. Yeah, we are good. It's uh, it's good to be here. We're excited to talk about this show. We uh, yeah. literally talk about it with everyone we see <laughs> all the time. And it, well, most of our friends are into it, but we've got one who just, she just is not on board and she's like, can we talk about something else and we're like no we cannot this is rupaul's drag race it's very important (laughs) gotta catch up it is the worst being that friend if you have like a bunch of other people that watch a show and you're the only one that doesn't do it and you're like oh my god here they go again they're talking about that show again and i can't stand it (laughs) that's like me with sports all the time it's (laughs) it's like sports it's sports but drag but drag I mean, so better. But this is a competition, right? Mm-hmm. Too. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and it really is interesting because this was the first time I had watched any of RuPaul's Drag Race. So obviously now was a perfect time as any to jump into it, see what it was all about. And I was surprised at how non-typical for reality TV show it was. Because I think in my mind, I thought it was going to be more like America's Next Top Model. Like you would have RuPaul out there and be like, all right, let me see what you got. But there was a lot more games in this than I ever expected, especially that first game you gave. Uh, It was a clip that was showing the game, the Snatch Game. Snatch Game. Yes, that's it. Do you know what (laughs) Snatch is slang for? Tell us. Vagina. Yeah. (laughs) I was just sitting here with a smile on my face waiting for (laughs) it. Is it match game? No, close. Snatch Game. (laughs) Celebrity impersonation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> it's a fun show, and I can't wait to get into all the games. But I think to really get it started here, though, I'm very curious to, you know, whoever wants to start, feel free. But what is your background with watching Drag Race? Like, what was the first time you had watched it? Mm, I think you should start. Cause I'll start. You're I the think, OG, so. Yeah, did you get into it for me? I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. It's <laughs> mandatory. <laughs> it's like our it's Saturday morning cartoons. We, like, during a season of Saturday morning, RuPaul's Drag Race. So it's our, like... <laughs> Thing we do every week. It's a routine. Yes. Yep. Um, Ladies so, and influencer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I start, so I remember RuPaul's show, which RuPaul had a show on VH1 mm-hmm. in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I do remember watching that. Uh, it was like around the time of pop-up video and like mm. um, very, yeah, mid, mid-90s, so I would have been like in middle school, I think. Just like very glamorous, like huge hair i don't i just remember seeing rupaul i don't remember the guests or anything like that or like the concept of a show but Mm -hmm. i started watching it with my friends craig and david when i lived in boston so it was like oh my gosh more than 10 years ago and i think we started um season three was on netflix so i think all the seasons were on netflix so i think i started with season three and then we could kind of go back and watch one, two, one and two, and then four. I think started right after that, so I was able to binge in the early Netflix days. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean the show concept is like very entertaining. It's per, like really amazing performers having to perform every week. So it's like, what could be go wrong? It's a brilliant concept for a reality show. And when it began, it was like two thousand and ten, probably. Yeah, maybe a little earlier. I know season... Jeez, it's like I did no research for this. I think it's actually 2009. 2009. <laughs> that that tracks. Yeah. I would have probably started watching it in like 2010. Okay. Yeah, or 11 maybe. So right at the start. Yeah. I mean, 2000, the first season wasn't even like on a channel that I know. Maybe it was on Logo TV, which is like a gay network mm. that you could stream. And then it's bounced around quite a bit to vh1 and then was on something else and yeah now it's just on vh1 but yeah so it was on logo you could watch netflix and like yeah that's how we i think i've made you watch a lot of the you did yeah Mm -hmm. because i remember when we were dating and then um i think i don't know you were watching like season 10 maybe or something like that so i was very late to the game Mm. and you know i was a little I was a little hesitant at first. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. Like, I'm, no, we're not into this. <laughs> and then the more I watched it, I was just like, you just become totally vested. You're like, I want so-and-so to win. I can see what they're doing. I don't have time for the drama from this queen. Like, it's just <laughs> amazing. So, yeah. that it's you know, it's reality television. You, you know, you start to know the people and you get invested and you're like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. So, and obviously drag is an art form and it's just, it's yeah. incredible to watch what yeah. these queens are able Super to do. Super creative, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something, too, that you really get to understand as you're watching is that it is an art form, right? Like, culture is oh, wow, you get this whole new appreciation, especially for the transformations, like, from in and out of makeup. It, my gosh, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cost, the wigs, the co- I mean, people are, like, making their own wigs. Yeah. You know, especially <laughs> in the insane. early seasons. Like, now it's, I think they come in having spent, like, $20,000 or more on their wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But in the early seasons, they're, like, making it all at themselves. And, like, 
doing their own, you know, doing their own makeup. They have to do it all by themselves and figure out how to become this performer alter ego. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. Very fun, though. So would you guys describe yourselves as reality TV fans outside of the show? Or is this like the only thing you really delve into? Uh, I like it here and there. Like, like, oh, let me just like chill, mindless kind of escape. I want to like I'll watch. Yeah, some cooking reality shows or like sometimes there's one. like HGTV. That's yeah, uh, a yeah. Home renovation, like sure. Architectural Digest. Show me the celebrity's home. Like we're very into that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But not otherwise, a not a ton. I feel like as a teen, I used to be really into it. Was like, what is it? MTV had like the road rules oh, or yeah. whatever oh, stuff. Yeah. So just complete trash garbage television but i could just not get enough yeah. of it yeah. so <laughs> right no. but not really like this is like the only show that we are like kind of obsessed well with. <laughs> great british bake-off too oh, okay. <laughs> i mean but who isn't obsessed with that though too true yeah yeah that'll definitely be a future pod episode i think oh for sure but we're gonna do it out in the tent yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it has to be either super hot or super cold. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The or frost scene's either melting or coagulating, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a downpour outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like always. Every other week, it's raining there, and they're just like, oh, the humidity's going to mess with my banks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys live in England, you know? <laughs> right. It's rainy there. It literally never stops raining. <laughs> yeah. So, Fred, I know you were not somebody who watched a lot of reality TV, but did you ever encounter RuPaul's Drag Race at all over the years? Or was this like your first encounter as well? No, not until like a few years ago I knew what RuPaul Drag Race was. And not, not even to be funny, honestly, if you would ask me like early in the days, I probably would have thought it was a dr- car racing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% because... You know, I grew up in a small town, a very small town called Tawnytown, Maryland, outside of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, on the Mason-Dixon line. So, um, <laughs> no, I didn't really know anything about drag queens or any of that. And then I moved to outside of Atlanta, but not like the good part to learn about drag queens Atlanta. I was yeah. in like the ultra racist part of Atlanta. Ooh, hey, that's so, where RuPaul is from Atlanta. So. Oh, that's. That's cool, because I had a feeling I was like, I probably just wasn't seeing the right Atlanta, because I'm sure there's a great scene there. Yeah. And then, like, I saw a show at Hamburger Mary's, right? That's the name of the place. And I had a great time. And I was like, oh, that's what this is. Cool. Oh, wow. So, and then... I guess I knew there was a show, and then when you said this is what we're doing with these fine guests here, I uh-huh. was like, sure. So when I watched it, I, what I took away from it was, I was like, this is a lot like the reality shows I will watch, which it's a lot like a cooking show, because mm-hmm. it has a craft being used, or it also has cool themes. Like, I love, I saw some clips where they're, like, really leaning into, like, certain musicals or they're leaning into like um different seasons you know i'm a big mm-hmm. spooky time guy so like yeah. there's like a halloween themed thing on any type of show i'm there uh, stay tuned for next week if you're interested in that kind of stuff oh. yeah boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh that's a little bit of a little spoiler there i'll finish up by saying that as Reality TV on a whole, I don't like drama. Like, in person, if, like, there's a fight going on, I usually hide in the corner. <laughs> so watching, like, my fiancé watches 90 Day Fiancé. Oh. And that's the reality TV that I can't get into. 
And I'm sure there's probably players here and there in RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I told you guys before we started recording, I just was taken aback by the quips and like the like stabs. There's like the quick one sentence like drive-bys of like ridicule, and I'm just like I'd be crying in the corner. Like I would be gone. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's it can be vicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's like a also an art form in drag culture is reading. So it's like reading someone down like giving them it's an insult basically but it's supposed to be funny Mm -hmm. it comes from like rupaul gets a lot of inspiration from the show from this documentary called paris is burning which was made in the early late 80s early 90s and Mm -hmm. it's about transgender um people living in new york city like height of aids crisis it's just like during um drag ball culture so if you ever saw pose or like know that show it's um, so, like, a lot of this show pulls off of, like, that ball scene, which was really prevalent in New York City. Well, Probably that, a little yeah. pre-RuPaul, like, voguing also comes from this drag ball. And, like, a lot of the challenges are inspired by that cultural moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember if that was from the Criterion Collection or not. It, it might be. Yeah. You can watch it, I think, on Netflix. It's very good. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but there's definitely a very interesting vibe to this show. And that's how I would describe it to anybody, that there's just an absolute vibe to RuPaul's Drag Race, especially if you see the commercials, right? And I think, actually, that might be where my first exposure even was to RuPaul's Drag Race was. I always saw the ads, and at some point, I think I recognized that it was not the same thing as RuPaul's old talk show. Um, I was like, wait, that's not the same thing, right? I'm just looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was something that was always in my head. But I think, you know, the first exposure I even had to RuPaul in general, I'm kind of curious what you guys are, if it was in Drag Race or outside of that. But for me, it was in the movie To Wong Fu from 1995. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I think they just put that on Netflix, too. Or I it's streaming I think now. I saw yeah. it on some streaming device recently. Yeah. But yeah, it was just such a wow factor for me at that age because I was like eight or nine watching this and you see Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo throwing on, you know, the the makeup and the wigs and you're like, whoa, they are totally different. And then you got to see RuPaul for the first time and I was like, oh, okay, wow. And then this person has just kind of been in my purview throughout the years until this point where I started seeing the ads for a show. And it's just everything beyond that now, too, that I know who RuPaul is. Well, that's good you guys recommend that movie because I always kind of saw it and I was like, should I watch this movie? I don't know because, like, from that time period, I wouldn't expect it to be handled with, like, any sort of, you know. Yeah, I think they do make a couple, like, they probably use some words that we wouldn't really use now, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think, you know, no, it's good. It's, it's definitely still, good. It's not yeah. out to, like, poke fun. No, it's no, out no. to tell, like, okay. It's telling yeah, a really good well, story. Well, I'm definitely going to yeah. be watching that. Yeah. yeah it stands the test of time. There's probably some does. outdated parts of it, but, well, I don't think they would, like, hopefully now not cast straight men in these roles, yeah, but, right. you know, whatever. Right. And, I mean, there's even stuff from, like, ten years ago that just hasn't aged well, right? I mean, yeah. there's stuff from five years ago that <laughs> you're True. like, yeah. Right, like, what are we doing here? But, yeah, there's a lot I don't remember from that movie. And I also did not really know at the time who Julie Newmar was, even though in the Batman episode I was like, I watched all this Batman, the TV series as a kid. And you're like, okay, Julie Newmar now, perfectly. I know exactly who that is. So 
I'm like kind of interested to revisit it because I don't really remember the plot just outside of some set pieces and the costumes and that kind of being a real wow factor for me at the time. So come back to Drag Race now, it's like, whoa, you know, this is kind of shades of something that I remember from very early on. And it's just sort of like this whole reintroduction to this culture, even though I've been to drag shows with you too as well. <laughs> yes, we did have drag queens at our wedding. Yeah, so maybe we could talk a little bit about that too, and let alone talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, but what attracts you to drag culture and why is it something that's such a strong part of your lives to the point where you would want this at your wedding? <laughs> I mean, I do. I think the thing that the show does that you don't really get to see on a lot of mainstream TV is uh, I love the creativity and the gender bending. Mm -hmm. There's like a twisting of expectations. I think that RuPaul is like really getting you. I mean, RuPaul is like a former was in like a punk rock band. It's like very punk to be like here, I'm going to make this like, you know, glossy glam show, but also like <laughs> you're going to learn about people who have different lives than you. I mean, no matter who you are watching the show, there's, you know, from all walks of life, you know, queer men, transgender women, transgender men on the show, mm -hmm. non-binary people, black, white, Latino, Asian, you know, so it's very, you get to learn a lot. It's people are so creative on the show too, like to inhabit this persona and see someone take that to life is really cool. And you can like, you can go to a bar and see this like now, you know, you could go to Milwaukee and go watch a drag show mm. and you can even like these Queens who are on the show, they go perform. Like we're going to go see, the RuPaul's Drag Race Live tour in like a couple weeks. Nice. You know, so we've seen a number of the queens from the show perform live before. So, mm -hmm. what venue are they doing that at? I think it's the Riverside. Okay, that's good. I think that is, yeah, it's like yeah. the Riverside. Yeah. But we other, saw one earlier. Other queens have been at the Paps before in the mm -hmm. city. So, yeah. yeah, they're sizable venues. This will be our third sure. in the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for Pfizer. That's what I was like. Oh, yeah. It's going to be big. I want it to be big. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. RuPaul would just be like, you know, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done like a big arena show. Like I remember seeing Motley Crue or like U2 and using these big pyrotechnics and just making this like this big living stage that's like Yeah, I could see that. Stage. Well, they did have a Vegas residency too. Yeah. The RuPaul mm -hmm. Drag Race. I you know, it's the same like Work the World tour, I think, and they had a a stay in Vegas and mm -hmm. uh, well then the pandemic hit but they were there to having yeah. having their stay and like obviously it was a big thing so they also made that into a TV show so there's your franchise <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's definitely I think things that comprise this that make it a legit franchise I mean RuPaul's Drag Race goes beyond just being Drag Race right it's not just the one show but they also have all stars it's just like an entirely different entity and there was like a second show called Untucked, right? Oh yeah, there is. There's like a behind the scenes show that it's they like, film. Yeah, at the same time, it's where so like you're watching the show, and then like they go through the whole rigmarole. They do their challenge for the week, and then they hear the judgment or the feedback from the judges, and then they go backstage, and that's when they film Untucked. Then mm. and it's sort of this behind the scenes of like, we just got the feedback. We're talking about it. We're throwing shade at each other. 
we're sometimes being nasty. Somebody usually cries. Oh, yeah. And then it's like really just like this very short as it was like 15, yeah, 20 minutes. 20 it's like minutes. that. It's very short. And then like they get called back. It's probably like an hour. For I'm sure them. it's, it's a just while. like a yeah. long time oh, wow. while the judges are deliberating and they're chit chatting back. Do you know what, and, what talking is? Well, is Come on, Tom. You got this. Oh, man. Well, and I'm just guessing. Is it? Talking the Johnsonville brat between the buns. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, good job, good job. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna like ask you about all these like. Things. She loves to make people uncomfortable about this. Time. <laughs> it's working. Tom's Ooh, turning, turning bright red. red. So we're gonna rat mm, you out. Yeah. Oh, man, and after eating some Johnsonville brats, although these weren't from Johnsonville, so <laughs> <laughs> they're not a sponsor. Tom's so not gonna matter. plug the brats until we get sponsored. No. Just yeah. so you guys know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From now on, they are sponsored. By generic brand brats, generic brand brats. Tom yeah. stuffs them himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's making them at home. Mm, brats, Fred and Tom Brandom, franchise approved. Come and get them. No. Franchise the podcast. Franchise into brats. The po- <laughs> 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 yes, there are other shows. I don't like what other. There was like a drag you show mm. where they would like mm. put people in drag as like a transformation, as like a makeover type show. They did like celebrity also yeah. too, didn't they? I oh, think. Wow. Yeah. Celebrity drag. So then they would put like a celebrity in drag. Like okay. one I remember they did was Noah Reed from Schitt's Creek. No, oh. it was the Ooh. not Noah. Who's he from Schitt's Creek? It's the boyfriend, not Daniel's boyfriend. Oh no, that's the wrong. Oh yeah, it's the wrong person. It's the I forget his name. It's I the vet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, isn't he Ted? Ted, Ted, Ted on the yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, and I'm forgetting his actual name. But yeah, but it's they're... also something generic. Mm-hmm. They yeah. all blend together. Yeah. <laughs> and then there, I mean, we told you about a lot of the queens are also on. They have like YouTube mm-hmm. shows, um, which I do think are affiliated still with. RuPaul, like there's this production company, Wow Presents, and a lot of those are on, like that produced YouTube by, yeah, yeah, probably oh, okay. in some affiliation with, you know, there's like Pit Stop, which is like, oh, a drag queen hosts it after the show. I mean, it's a lot. Like we watch Pit Stop, not all of them, but well, there's Pit Stop, and then there's Fashion Photo Review, and yeah. it's just like the 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 bounds are endless with the yeah. amount of spinoffs and shows and YouTubes and reviews and all of this kind of stuff. And that doesn't even include podcasts. They all have podcasts yeah. as well. Got yeah. to. <laughs> It yeah. just it extends far and wide. Mm. Podcast Patreons. So you gotta like oh, self, sure you gotta self fans. sell. You yeah, know? Yes. totally. There you go. Another stream for everybody. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. Like gotta have the YouTube channel if you're gonna be kind of like you're part of the drag race show, but you're also like an individual, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, and I mean it's a smash hit when it comes out, and we can start getting into the history. I think a little bit too. The show was greenlit in May 2008 and then first premiered, as mentioned before by Laney, in February 2009. So on the Logo Network is where it debuted. And there have been 14 seasons to date with six all-star seasons and also 16 seasons of that show untucked. So that's basically like Talking Dead, like the show after the show, Talk Back. 
And then they've also had 12 international spinoffs from throughout the world. We've watched UK and one of the Canada ones. Okay. I would I love to watch the Canada one. they got to be much more polite, right? <laughs> they are. They, they are. They're are. very nice to each other. They say sorry all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they still did fight, that. but yeah. they... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're far enough north that we understand their... Yeah. <laughs> Anybody in the south is just like... Oh, is that how they talk up there in that northern part? I didn't know nothing about that. Yep. <laughs> so the show was marked as the most watched series on the Logo Network in its first season and then became the most streamed series ever on Logo TV during its second season. I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the show went on to have all of its spinoffs, including Drag You, Untalked, and the RuPaul's Drag Race Holosley Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is the holiday episode pretty good? Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. I yeah. love a holiday episode. Yeah. They're not like competing, competing. So, yeah, they're nicer. You might like oh, it. Oh, you know, I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to get along at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So, from the ninth season onward, then, it switches from Logo TV to VH1, where you can just stream it on the VH1 app? I think so. We've been able to, like, download it from, like, we'll buy it from Amazon, or now it's on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, and so it's just been going on from that place ever since, and there have been 184 contestants. Whoa, really? Wow. 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 So that gives you some perspective on what a big world this has created, and it feels like a lot of people who go on the show go out and just be like big celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I even think just like thinking locally about Milwaukee, like I think Trixie Mattel is just about a household name within the drag community at this point, And even outside of that, I mean, she owns This Is It in Milwaukee now. She's like business mogul. She just uh, bought a motel as well, too. So she's wow. got the Trixie Motel. It's out in Palm Springs. It's very expensive, but it's very cute. Um, it is cute, and uh, that's also a show, like a like a home reno kind of show. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, yeah. I do love that about any reality show where like they can just like make a spinoff show about anything and like it will still be pretty interesting. Yes, yeah. But it's like, all right, we're setting up this new thing. Well, now we're going to do a home design show about it. And I just love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it is interesting then, like you were saying, that they can go out and do something different like those YouTube series, which is yeah. definitely a very interesting yes. thing there. And now we are very into the Trixie and Katya youtube show yeah yeah like we watch it uh, we've watched you've watched all of them oh yeah i've watched them all so like well that was a pandemic fine too uh-huh. where it was just like everything sucks and this is horrible and then you go and a lot of people were in that same boat yeah. too where they found uh it's their show is called uh like it, it's <laughs> the, they agree that it is the stupidest name ever but it, <laughs> it's like unh basically yeah uh, like <laughs> and so nobody can find them it's the sound they make that sound and it's Hilarious, and I found it, you know, in the the dark. I think days I, I was like, pandemic. "Oh, check it out," and then like a week later, she's watched all of them. I'm, I'm like, like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> so yeah, got obsessed, got in real deep, but and then just truly obsessed with these two queens. I mean, some of it's because Trixie is from Milwaukee, yeah. so that's part of it. And then mm, her counterpart is. Katia is mm-hmm. just she is one of my favorites. So oh, okay. yeah, very, very funny, very funny, very weird. Just love it. Like her thing is she's like a Russian gymnast. 
hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's like she does speak Russian, just like very quirky. I mean, it's all the personality. It's like a reality show. And who could have more personality than a drag queen? Oh, yeah. You know. Well, and I even said, and I think it was season seven, right, that you had us both watch. And that was the debut of Trixie and Katya. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was like, this is what reality TV was made for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the type of competition where you get the big personalities and you get the high drama behind the scenes. So you really don't need them to, like, play up anything. You know, they, like, know how to work it, you know. And I think. The drama works very well for that. So they don't need to be like fed stuff, you know, like, oh, go start some beef with so and so. Yeah, I don't think you need it. Yeah. Right. They yeah, handle they'll that do all it themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a high stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. So why was that one of your favorite seasons then, season seven? And what, what was your favorite moments from the show? Mm. I mean, that, that season, I think I told you this, is kind of considered one of the not as good seasons, oh. just like as far as the challenges go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the queens who competed on that one are a lot of them are still out there. Like Trixie and Katya obviously are massively successful, but like Ginger Minge, we've seen perform before. Miss Fame. Yeah. Is. Violet Tchotchke is the one who won that season. Mm. She's certainly still performing a yeah, lot. A lot of them from that season. And like Pearl. They, well, Pearl doesn't really as Kind much, of, but. yes. But they, and that's, Pearl's from Chicago actually too, which is yeah. cool. Any queens from the Midwest are yeah. always fun to see. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. But even some of the queens will say that season seven was kind of a turning point for the show yeah. in some ways. It where, like went up a level of mm. how many people watched it I think well and it was that and it was just how the queens competed because like Trixie and Katya have talked about this on their podcast where they say that like uh, Miss Fame as an example like she was like a queen who who came to the show with like you know the $20,000 budget of like outfits and had a team already and was doing you know someone like would do her makeup and and you know obviously it's just nobody's doing her makeup on the show but she is used to that level of drag and so it kind of turned that corner wow. yeah and from then on out it was kind of this leveled up show where there was this expectation of like you cannot be a one trick pony yeah. you have to bring the looks you have to be able to be funny you have to be able to act like they just do everything and it's so amazing to me yeah yeah, there, there's some, like, appeal, I think, on some of the earlier seasons where it's not quite as... I guess refined, maybe? Yeah, it's a little more raw. And they sometimes the queens will come in and they already have, like, a catchphrase that they know they're going to put on a T-shirt. Mm. So there's some of that where you're like, oh, <laughs> you know... Well, and you have to think, too, that, like, the way drag has started out was, like, in bars, in these, like, yeah. nighttime kind of dark, dingy spaces. So mm-hmm. then, like to put it on this kind of shiny reality show is like such a huge contrast. So like those first seasons definitely reflect the fact that it came from this like club kid scene, totally, you know, in a bar, all of that kind of stuff. And it's kind of morphed into its own thing at this point. It's been on the air for 14, you know, seasons. So it looks a lot different than when it started out. Yeah. Like there even have been like, there's one on the UK season we just watched and then someone Rose on a season 14, 13, I think. 13, I think. Was like, these people are like so talented. Like this one, the UK one, now I'm forgetting her name, uh, Elle of a Day, could, was on the West End. Mm-hmm. So these are people who are like performing at that level. And then they're like, oh, what if I tried drag? So it's like you're getting people who literally could already make a career performing. And they're like, oh, I'm going to try this other art form. 
Yeah, and I think as you watch, you really do see that it is a performing art, right? And, you know, it goes from just kind of being a gimmick to, like, hey, there's actually, like, a lot of different talents going on here. It really is an art form. Kind of, yeah. And I'm more of a shoe leather guy when it comes to, like, reality shows. I want to know, like, all right, what the fa- what's fabric you're using? Why are you... Like, I want to know, like, all that dumb stuff probably most people don't care about. That's how I am with, like, the cooking shows. I'm like, no, no, what, what did you put in there? What did yes, you do? What, did yeah. you do? what are you doing? Why are you doing that? How did you do that? Yeah, like, yeah. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever, like, because if you watch so much of the show, you must have had, like... If I was going to create a persona, what oh. would it be? Do you guys ever oh. daydream of that? I, I mean, yeah. maybe a little. I mean, it's different. <laughs> so I guess like, well, we may get to this in a bit, too. But like one of the things that I would love to see of RuPaul's Drag Race is to do like a Drag King spinoff. Because yeah. they don't. They and don't or just that. to have that on the show would be awesome. There was on the UK season. There has been one cisgender female. So like born mm-hmm. female. There are other, you know, transgender women on the show, but none. And and she was performing as a woman. What, what about as a man? Yeah, or right. or like, can you switch? You know, do you always have to, you know, could there be a non-binary? Right. Who goes? Yeah. Because the whole thing is thing. kind of m- turning around gender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's like amplifying stereotypes. Well, could you, you know, yeah. take it back the other way? And I think it's important, too. And maybe this is actually a great opportunity to talk about this. But what is the definition of a drag queen? Because I think to a lot of people who don't know drag culture, it's like, oh, you know, they are transgender. And it's like, no, that's not necessarily the case here more often than not. So I guess then how would you define a drag queen and a drag king then? And, you know, kind of you can kind of speak from that. And then are there any exceptions to those rules for somebody who would identify as non-binary or anything else? I think as we've gone on here, the it's just like it's drag and it well And like the uh, one of the big catchphrases on the show is that you're born naked and the rest is drag. Like mm-hmm. so in some ways it is like this idea that like we're, we're all in drag every day. Um, mm-hmm. But when you think about like a drag queen. Like, for the most part, when you think back to it as it's starting, it's like it's a man who or usually a gay man often more often than not, although they did just have a straight contestant on this Mm -hmm. last season, I think. And it's usually a gay man dressing up as a woman, essentially. And so it's but it's more than that, though. It's like taking on this persona. You become this character. And a lot of queens on the show will talk about that as well, too, where it's like. You're stepping into this new person and this persona and you become this other alter ego in some ways because a lot of them are like, I feel so confident. It's just a way of like channeling this other part of you that Mm -hmm. you may not have may not feel like you have access to in your day-to-day life. And so, I don't know, do you want to add something to that? Yeah, I mean, I think, too, there is, like, you could be transgender and still have a drag persona. So this the persona is not you it's something Mm. separate from you you know heightened or more yeah i mean it's a performance part of what these people are doing so it is different like you could be a man dressing as a woman that's like a you know the straight definition of like a drag queen and then Mm -hmm. a drag king would be like a woman performing as a man but i mean of course there's this whole spectrum in between and like you know that kind of i think that's probably what is required for drag is like you're playing with gender. 
yeah the idea is that you're, you're, you're bending gender it's questioning it's all of that kind of stuff where it's which um, makes it different than like i mean people could say like the church lady mm-hmm. is drag you know there's a million examples of like kate mckinnon dressing as fauci you know mm-hmm. yeah in some so ways it's, that's it's, like yeah. dressing in drag kind of so it's a very old tradition in performance but yeah this is like something that came through queer culture basically sure right so it's obviously there's like a different type of expression that's happening in drag race compared to snl where you have cast members who are men dressing as women or vice versa and even though there's still a performance piece to it there's a different type of expression that's happening yeah yeah and i even think some ways with the rupaul drag race show and they would even be ones to acknowledge it too that i think so what was that season 12 that they had uh it was like a trans man on the show for the first time dressing up in drag as a woman and Mm. prior to that moment like during the competition like rupaul would say like and may the Mm -hmm. best drag queen win and for someone who is a trans man like those pronouns are you know kind of not okay so from then on out it it turned into maybe was it the best it started as may the best woman win and then Mm -hmm. she switched it to may the best drag queen win that's it yeah and yeah they had we kind of touched on this but like they had some the show has not always been like perfect when it comes to like transgender performers and mm-hmm. pe- transgender people on the show. Like they had Shemail was like a ha ha like whatever joke, but obviously not funny. And so now they don't do that segment anymore. And I think initially I could be wrong, but I think initially RuPaul was like, oh, it's fine. It's like you know they are you know the show does make jokes of everything, but. It was not. You're like, oh, this is like an extra marginalized community. Do we really need to make jokes at that expense? And like often I think sometimes in these performance communities, there can be like little cliques and groups and like are, you know, often in gay culture, like um, gay men and gay women don't always get along, you know, so there can be some of that. And like, you know, that has come up on the show. Like they haven't had any gay women on the show. One, one gay woman on the show in the UK version. Or, like, is it okay to be transgender and perform as, are you still a drag queen? If Mm -hmm. you're already female, what, you know, does that count? Can you be a straight man and be a drag queen? So, and now they're more, like, into that gender fluid and, like, you know, initially on the show, they really wanted to focus on the hyper femininity and people had kind of gotten red for, or bad critiques for you know, dressing more male, Mm -hmm. but I mean, which women do that all the time. (laughs) We wear suits. So it's like, but I think one person came like they, there was like a RuPaul challenge, like come dressed as RuPaul. And one of the Queens came dressed as male RuPaul, Mm. which is a total look and got totally critiqued. I don't think that person would have gotten critiqued if they did that today. Not at all. Yeah. On the snatch game, they wanted them to always be a female character and now it's totally fine to pick like a male character yeah yeah, but yeah. this was like within the last couple of years yep. here yeah. though so considering it's a show that's about drag queens you would think they would be a little more ahead of the game and on the front lines yeah. of that kind of stuff but in some ways got a little bit caught up in some of like the mean girls like in high school kind of of oh, it where sure. it's like 
well, this is our group and, you know, this is how we're going to, these are the rules and this is how it's going to go. We're going to wear pink on Wednesdays. And in some ways they were like, you know, maybe should have been a little bit more accepting of other, forgetting that the whole idea of drag is to like bend gender and question and be queer and all of those types of things. So I think that like in some ways, yeah, it took them a little longer maybe than it should have. Yeah. I think they realized the fans of the show all really liked that too. So maybe there was, I have no idea some like fear of being too weird Mm -hmm. for mainstream but actually i think people love how weird and quirky and interesting a lot of the people are who perform on the show so well i wonder if anything any of that had to also like maybe come from like the executive the business side of things yeah Yeah, because i know like in television and reality tv whenever they're like breaking barriers and having gay representation or whatever it's usually like well we need kind of the most basic recognizable one not so people are like because more people are okay with it but they're okay with what they know and i think they think most people at that time probably knew it's like man dressing up as a woman that's that and don't don't start opening other things for me we just got to this you know (laughs) so like i think that's probably playing into it too definitely and they like kind of earned the right over time to like keep going that way and like (laughs) 14 yeah. years, you said? Yeah. Yeah, 14 seasons. 14 seasons, yeah. 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 Which is crazy. Yeah, and I was even just pulling up something, too, that I remembered reading from RuPaul. Uh, they were being interviewed in an article from Vulture. They were asking them, um, what did you think about all that happening with the controversy around the term she-male? And RuPaul was like, oh, I was upset with the fact with that people would think our intention was malicious. The show is always trying to come from a place of love and people called us out. You know, they knew our position was from a place of love and they kind of used it to misinterpret the purpose in order to further their cause, you know, and bring attention to that. But I think as you kind of read it, you understand that RuPaul is probably a little salty in that regard for being called out. Yeah. But also maybe recognizing too, hey, we're newly sensitized to these things and also trying to commit to like spreading love and acceptance and understanding, you know. So I think it's kind of apparent when you look at a show like this that it is a place where a lot of people, you know, from any spectrum in the LGBTQIA plus community, that this is somewhere they can feel represented on screen, right? Right, totally. And we talked a little bit about Fire Island before this podcast, right? And, you know, it's one of the few things I can think of where you really don't have to dig for something to find gay representation in any of the streaming apps, you know, in a movie TV show. So, you know, it's, I think we're getting a lot better in a lot of different places, but certainly there's nothing to the level of a show like RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Yeah, totally. So I did want to elaborate a little bit more on the competitions, though, in RuPaul's Drag Race, because we've talked around them a lot so far, um, but we haven't necessarily gotten into, you know, anything beyond like Snatch Game or a couple of, you know, things here and there. So I guess what are some of your other favorite competitions that they do on the show that really ramp up the energy? Yeah, they do. So like each, yeah, I mean, it's like a regular competition show where each week there's like a new big, you know, competition that they have to compete in. Mm -hmm. And then they also have to do a runway. So and then there's always a theme on the runway. So I don't know, Veil was one that was recent. So they all the queens have to do like their interpretation of a Veil runway. Well, that's kind of like the concept of the show. Yeah, the best one is like eleganza extravaganza oh yeah You're just like they do it like all the time but it's like it's just fun to say so it's and it's usually like turn it out yeah to the nines you know the most glamorous look you can pull out and they turn it out so the runway is itself like one of the competition pieces because mm-hmm. they get judged on that and then there's 
Yeah, they they definitely have built in like consistent ones that they've done. Like Snatch Game, they do a Snatch Game every season. Mm-hmm. It's kind it's of like best. it is the best, and it's always like, are you gonna make it to Snatch Game? Yeah, and can you pull it out when you get there? Because yeah. there have been some bombs. Not to mention, I mean, Trixie Mattel bombed hard on her Snatch Game oh. in All Stars, where she went to do RuPaul uh, and impersonate RuPaul, oh. and someone lied to her real hard that uh, she was good. It was, <laughs> that not, it was good. not good. Okay. It was like cricket sounds left and right. It was because you have to do a celebrity inter- or impersonation, yeah. And it's like always so fun to see who people will pick. And, you know, some some people picked other drag queens and, like, yeah, Trixie picked RuPaul and it was not good. It was not good. Well, <laughs> was that, was, that was a bomb. Uh, yeah. I mean, Trixie Mattel herself is uh, a... Basically a Barbie or Dolly Parton. Yeah. yeah. Very white drag queen. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's tough. So that's a good one. That's, I know the musical is always a favorite yeah, the, of yours. They usually do a rusical, so it's like a... Yeah, there's a lot of puns on this show. Sure. You would love they it, love Tom. a pun. Yeah. Yeah. And the catwalk for context is just them walking down the runway wearing dresses and then the rusicals, like music singing. I mean, there's so much lip syncing on this show. Yeah, lip syncing. I mean, that one typically I think sometimes they've done the rusical where they have to sing live. They have to and Ooh. they have to dance. And they're I mean, they're oh. learning it like overnight. They they usually do write a song like at some point in the season they'll have to write like a verse to a song and record it. Um, they do a roast often. Yeah, they do like a stand up roast, which would be so oh hard. Like, so it, it yeah. is like there's usually always someone who has like stand up comedy background. Mm-hmm. So on the show, so you're like, okay, they'll if they make it that far, like they'll do well at that. Yeah, or like who is good at celebrity impersonation, but that is like a drag. I don't know what's the right word, but like that's something that people do. People impersonate like Britney Spears as their career, you know, share right. Tina Turner. I mean, is it even that much different than what we have to do for improv? Not, I mean, yeah, a lot of it is improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in and, some ways. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if we've even talked about this so far, but improv is how we actually all met. We all have an improv background. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also kind of sounds, without the competition part, but the personas, the... Yeah. It kind of reminds me of something else that I'm looking at here. Oh, 100% WWE. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's absolutely ex- yeah. the exact same. It's a show. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at Tom's picture of the yeah. signed picture of The Rock. That's right. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. Mm-hmm. It's totally completely campy over the top. Like yeah, camp they, is the big yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 It is like wrestling though, in that they have to be able to do a bunch of different things. They have to be able to act. They have to be able to like move a certain way. They have to be able to dance. They have to be able to do their own makeup. You know, they have to be like a makeup artist. They do oh, like yeah. a makeover challenge typically at yeah. some point. They often will make them do like a materials challenge like a design challenge like here make this out Mm -hmm. of nothing yeah Yeah. there are so many talents that have to come into being a drag superstar like you can't just pull up off the street and you know it's not like any of us for a room could just suddenly go yep I'm going to go do this now. I guess that's important to note, too. Like, we sit here and we're, like, it, just critiquing, and you're like, this is ridiculous. This is terrible. Like, you don't even know how to dance and, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Or, like, what did you sell? That's trash. And you're just like... Could I do it? No, I can't do any of yeah. this. Like, yeah. that's absurd. <laughs> it's just, like, me sitting on, you know, covered in crumbs on the couch, mm-hmm. just like, I could do that. And you're like, this is garbage. And you're like, it's not. It's still... Yeah. 
amazing even at the lowest level on yeah, the show. Yeah, it's no different than like Chet and Rippin sitting on his couch going, I could sling it better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Monday morning quarterback. Yes, there. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you just need to hit him in stride. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely impressive. But I think with that, we can probably move on to our coulda, woulda, shoulda segment today. I'm going to start. Do okay. it. Because I just have Check the one off. after all this. Drag Kings. I, I just think that there's, that should be like, I, sh- I should have heard of that as a show already, I feel. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. The entire lesbian community would agree with you as well. So <laughs> Maybe there's, I mean, that could be some of it. It's like, there's more mass appeal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that was something I was kind of curious about, too. So I know you said now over time that there have been a lot of different types of people that have come in. But primarily over the run, it has been gay men dressing in drag. So I was curious, you know, what actually attracted you to this show, knowing that and knowing that this is probably something you probably would have changed had you had the opportunity, you know, that it has not had a lot of representation for gay women doing drag, at least not early on. That's a very good question. Um, I mean, a lot of it's like historical. And I said, like, gay bars are often separated. It's like this is a gay bar for women. This is a gay bar for men. Like they're. You know, we don't have, there's not as many gay bars anymore now that marriage is legal and it's like not something, you know, people would need to go (laughs) to like find their people at a bar, Mm -hmm. you know, so often it was separated. So I think sometimes the culture evolved separately, Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously there's still tons of women who perform. Well, I think like for me, it's like this idea of turning femininity on its head too, where it's this idea of like a gay man as a woman and me as a gay woman too it's sort of this idea of like i can see this like sort of ridiculous representation or presentation of a woman and it's just like again it's like this idea of playing with gender and i think it's some of that energy where it's like there is that idea of like me like my persona and identity is turning quote unquote turning things on its head Mm -hmm. to the norm so then there's this idea of like with drag and like seeing that and seeing that contrast and just seeing it played out i think has been something that i've always like personally associated with pretty heavily so i mean that makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) it's always been something that's kind of gone through my head because i was like yeah is there a different perspective because as a complete outsider watching this you're like "Mm -hmm, okay i can make my best assessment but you really don't know unless you're in the community and you know or understand where somebody in the community is coming from and to that end i think drag kings 100 percent seems like something that you know, is the next evolution and feels like there's plenty of room under this umbrella for that. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be just like a contrast to the drag queens. Mm. I think that would be really cool to see. I do think that drag kings is a, a smaller subset of like a yeah. drag scene. It's just, I just think about here in Milwaukee that like UWM always does their, well, used to do their always their annual drag show. Mm. Um, and more, you know, three quarters would be drag queens, and then you'd see a drag king here, here and there, and like, I mean, they would be absolutely amazing, and you're just like, what? This is like incredible, yeah. mm-hmm. but like, there are so few of them, and I just, I guess, I don't know if there's like the outlet necessarily for it, but it's like, so it's like the horse maybe there's more the acceptability kinda. of women being able to perform anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, don't look at me. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> Everyone looked at me. I was like, <laughs> you uh, looked like you had something to say, so we were gonna let maybe, you yeah, get or in maybe there. That's it. Oh, I was at one point gonna say they need to talk to the Discovery Plus people because, like, I, I think I mentioned before, my fiance likes Ninety Day Fiance, and she yes. goes to Discovery Plus, 
and there is so many subsets of shows that are like, oh, it's these two people's story, this two people's story. They need to go to Discovery Plus because I'm guarantee we're going to get all those shows. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's do it. I also had a quick question about the drag you. Was it always someone willing or was yeah. it ever? See, because I kind of want like the Queer Eye style show where it was like someone who's uncomfortable. That'd be the drag you show I want to see oh, yeah. where maybe they go through it, live it, learn from it. Sort that of definitely deal. was the idea is like, yeah, we're going to like often I think what RuPaul will say is like you put on this drag and it's like oh you gain confidence and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it it's along those lines, but I think they were all willing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think they would kind of do that on the show occasionally with the makeover challenge yeah. where they would bring in some, you know, normie basically mm-hmm. or be like they had ex-military guys uh, come on yeah. and mm-hmm. put them in drag to the nines and like yeah. know, they had them all like just shaving their face and everything, mm. shaving their giant beards off and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and th- that was at a time, too. It was earlier on in the, you know, the history of the show where um, gay marriage still wasn't legal and there was a lot less acceptability around it. And, you know, you they were changing minds of some of these guys that came on and got made over. So there was some of that where that was kind mm-hmm. of like a smaller version of someone who is, quote unquote, uncomfortable with drag and really had kind of a change of heart while they were there. Well, I think there's even a call for that recently, too. Right. With like the drag story time that's going oh, on. Oh, yes. God. And it's like, I don't think people quite get what drag is. And so they prejudge it before they actually understand it because it's like they're like, oh. Well, what if our kids want to do it? And you're just like, uh, and? Shakespeare's been doing that for how long, y'all? Like, it's okay. (laughs) Which, that was something interesting to me to think about because I feel like I remember learning about that back in high Mm -hmm. school. It was kind of a totally different situation. They weren't allowing women to perform. Then you have these guys dressed as women. I like to think that some of that sat with them and that kind of sparked something down the line. Because yes, yeah. like, it's so weird and kind of like ironic that it started as like, well, we don't we don't want them in there. But then like they're like, but this I like this. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that there have been drag performers for a thousand years, you know. Mm-hmm. Since probably back in Rome too, they were doing performances in like. Well, Rome was probably like in some ways more woke than yeah. current day. It's just so gay back then. The gayest. I mean, yeah. We can unpack that. <laughs> our, our Rome episode, Rome After Dark, Rome is a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Empire or franchise? Idea. Very similar. <laughs> so continuing back with coulda, woulda, shoulda. Too, I think I've really leaned into the competition aspect of this, and I like the idea of doing an amazing race w- crossed with drag race. Oh, I like that. So Where, yeah, what yeah. does that look like? Okay, so are you guys familiar with the Amazing Race? Yes. Okay, so I talked about this a little on our Survivor episode. It's like a glorified treasure hunt, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, okay. it's a scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Oh, that's yeah. what I, I love meant. the idea though, because at first I was like, oh. That's just a funny pun. But when you think about it, you're like, well, no. What if you have, you know, two drag queens hanging together? They get in, in like a car or any way, other way that they need to travel across the United States. And it's like, hey, maybe the final destination is going to be Las Vegas. 
but we're going to stop in Chicago along the way. So you need to make it to this theater on the way. So you're going to do like a karaoke competition. You have to satisfy the judges in order to get a clue as to where you have to go next. And it continues to be like you have all the same competitions and drag race, but on like a road trip, trip too. Yeah. yeah, like they're going to Milwaukee. The milkmen need a seventh inning stretch show. Yeah. You're going to have to make it up and perform it. Right? And I like that. Yeah. And then you do exactly as we were just talking about. And, you know, it's like you get all these people exposed to it that maybe they haven't seen it before. And they're like, oh, what is this? Oh, this is really fun. And it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Except drag queens are late to everything, so nothing would run on time. <laughs> yeah. And Everything would just go (laughs) off the walls right away. Like, just... It's, that yeah. sounds fun, though. It does. Yeah, it's really good TV. Yeah. yeah. So that was just kind of my silly fun thing, and I was just thinking that could be a, a fun one to do. For That's the, the next one in the franchise. Yes, yeah. Exactly. RuPaul's just gonna tear the lid off of that. But yeah. we'll let you two go nuts if you had ideas that we haven't quite covered yet. I feel like RuPaul has done a lot of them. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, I would want to see like a behind the scenes, but there kind of is. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh. I don't know, meeting the them like a documentary type thing. Mm. They do have like uh HBO has a show we're here. We're here, yeah. That is kind of like queer eye but drag. Mm. But it's not I mean that's not a RuPaul spin-off. That's oh, okay. it is three performers from the show, but it's not produced by RuPaul or not anything. Yeah. Okay. So that's happened. It's like she's done everything except to have women on the show. <laughs> That's the gaping hole in her resume there. Yeah. 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 Well, I just yeah. like hearing more drag shows that aren't just RuPaul's. That's true. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I've seen some other, like, there's one that people did here um, that was, like, Camp, oh, uh, Camp Wanakiki. Yes. I think. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, um, more puns. Uh, mm. But it was, like, they went to camp, and it was more... Like, you know, summer camp, but it was more for campy queens. Oh. It was like a YouTube series. And then someone else I know has done one that's a little more like spooky because that's definitely like a I'm genre <laughs> of like to be kind of like spooky into like vampire sort of drag performance yeah. or like a little more goth sure. type thing. So, Emo. yeah, that's that's another Subset, kind of. So, yeah. Subgenre of drag performance. Some more holiday episodes. (laughs) Yeah, more holiday. I mean, I would love to see, too, like, I guess this isn't really a spinoff, but, like, some of the queens perform their own things. Like, Mm. um, Jinx, Monsoon, and Ben have done, like, a holiday special. It's on Hulu. Mm. You can watch it. It's really good. It was Very delightful. Yeah. They, like, it's, like, a scripted... With song and dance numbers throughout. I think it's an hour, too. Isn't yeah. It? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so something like that or like Trixie and Katya when they went on tour, it's also like a scripted live show. So what could you come up with? I would watch that. I don't know. I think the drag king is still the one that lingers for me because they do. I mean, they do so much on the show where it's like they're doing design challenges. They're doing dancing they're doing acting they're doing improv they're doing stand-up they're like it's just like they don't leave any stone uncovered when it comes to drag on the show but a drag king for the love of god uh-huh. let's see one of those either on the show or some sort of spin-off like i think that would be yeah. really cool i feel to like see. you could still have someone compete you know yeah 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 within the mix of it all yeah yeah, yeah i think they're definitely headed that direction 
seems like it anyways. Yeah, they're probably just fewer performers, I, I think, think in general. Yeah. So okay. harder to find a good, you know, mm-hmm. casting is everything on these shows. So it certainly seems like it. There's a lot of big personalities. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we watched one of a couple episodes of Canada season two. It was really bad. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was kind of unwatchable. I was like, oh, wow. I don't nice know. Spread. Oh, God. <laughs> Season one was so good. So good. And then I was like, I guess they ran out. It was just like, <laughs> they they ran out. <laughs> small country Canada. But yeah, it, I was like, oh, man, all these personalities are boring. I don't like, I'm not drawn to any of them i mean so much of that show too is like it's the idea that like you have the talking head so it's like yeah they're on a drag yeah and they're talking about the show Mm. and it's just like that is what makes them come alive and like Mm. some of them are just like so hilarious in that like one-on-one setting with the camera just trixie and katya i think that is like what they were really good talking heads not everyone's a good talking head yeah Yeah. yes i'm sure some people do the drag race thing and like their persona is like their way to not be shy. And I'm sure they're like, one person is like, I don't want to like get yeah. to talk to people. Right. Yeah. So that person's for yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I remember that when I, I think we talked about watching like all these people, this big personality, they're making jabs, but at the end they're all clean, clean up. They have their makeup off and there's just quiet, smaller guys just like, Folding up, being quiet, putting it away. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's my favorite, just going from the extreme to just like, all right, we got to pack yeah. up our stuff and yes. get out of here. <laughs> Which yeah. is so funny because outside of makeup, Trixie Mattel is like the most basic looking person you'll ever come across. Yeah. Such yeah. a boy. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Walk around Milwaukee somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like pass him on the street. Don't even recognize who he is. You've probably seen him like six or seven times and not known. It's almost kind of like a superhero in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Totally. So I think that brings us then to the end of our show here. But before we finish, we do have our power ranking segment. What I was thinking for this week is we would do our top favorite uh, games or competitions from RuPaul's Drag Race. But also for Jenny and Lainey specifically, I'm very curious who your favorite three or maybe one or two drag superstars are. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Don't make me pick. You <laughs> <laughs> have to. Well, so yeah. here you have a chance to highlight a lot of the people you've been talking about, like Katya and Trixie Mattel, but also maybe give a reason why you know you like them so much more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, should we start with top competitions here? Yeah. yeah let's kick off with competitions. We can talk about that. I'll go. Yep. <laughs> Snatch game, obviously, yeah. is uh, yeah comedy game where they impersonate. Um, a fam- a celebrity. Probably the Rusical. I think those are really fun. It's usually pretty cheesy, scripted, dancing, singing, number. Very fun. I, I I'm, I'm going to count the runway as a competition. Mm, okay. Even though they all do right. it every week. It's not like new, but yeah. Theme. There's a theme. They all have to like dress to the theme and interpret it as their persona would interpret the theme. I want to ask real quick. Do you think they can hear the judges when they're walking. I think they can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they're also yeah. sometimes not very nice. No. no, I know. And they're like always kind of um, talking like the whole time. That's and always seems within earshot to me. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> <is>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can tell. Like I wasn't sure if you could, but you can tell they can hear. Yeah. Not always. Like every single. I don't think that they can have music playing 
while they're filming, even mm-hmm. though we hear music over the top. Right. Well, <laughs> well especially the couple guys they get. Who is it? It's uh, Carson Crestley and Ross Matthews. Yeah. Ross Matthews. They're catty. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what makes them good judges. Yeah. yeah. And Michelle Visage. They're always, like, doing about puns. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Visage is every week. Biggest drag queens of them all? No. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> delightful. Yeah. I'm a little surprised at how fast you had those at the top of your head there. <laughs> She's clearly put some thought into this, and I've not prepared at your all turn. whatsoever. My turn. Great. Um, let's see. So um, I love the roasts. I do think oh, yeah, those. those are always so much fun. I love when they do they do advertising challenges. Oh, yeah. Those are cool, too. Where they get, say like, uh, of, of course, you love the show. Um, <laughs> but they get, like, a product, and they have to create, like, a little, like bit about it and oh, do a sure. little blurb and they'll have to do this like you know 30 second 60 second commercial and they're usually hysterical we i mean i feel like i remember yeah. watching some of these and you're like i'm gonna wet my pants on the couch <laughs> like yeah. this is just like split your sides funny it's very creative like very put, put creative creative juices to work and i mean that's hard that's like advertising stuff like th- yeah. that is not an easy thing to do One more skill on top of everything else totally right? yeah mm-hmm. and a third uh-oh Mm, oh boy well actually so it's a they do like mini challenges and this is the one that came to mind but it they have it's so silly but they like the like production will make puppets of all the other drag queens and then they have to like pick one out and then like they're picking out like a a, another one of their code drag queens Mm -hmm. and then they have to like be them as a puppet oh my god it's very short and it's a little challenge but i always find it very very funny and it's 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 closely related to the reading challenge as well too where they are you know just sort of you know ribbing their contestants with the silly things that they do and the habits and the funny things they say because they spend all that time together on the show so of course you pick up the silly little things that they do often so and it often is very catty sorry it's not very nice but (laughs) but fred is just so wholesome i'm such a wholesome sweet person i can't help it (laughs) yes so uh i those are probably the ones that i enjoy the most on the show wow those are fun uh, Fred, do you have a top three or maybe even just a top one that you liked? Um, from the two that I saw, the one that stood out for me, um, they did like a nude reveal. Mm. I mean, it was like a skin oh, yeah. suit, which at yes. first I didn't know what was going to happen because I was like, OK, let's see. But it was actually very cool how they approached it in all different ways and how they like created like the form of the like you know feminine body and just stuff like that i don't know if you caught that one yeah i did see that one that was a very interesting one but uh something that jumped out to me a little bit i was very curious about this knowing that it's mostly you know just men dressing as women i was like well why are they blurring the nipples out yes (laughs) i know yeah i don't know was that like a logo tv thing because it's not real it's like yeah i mean they're fake right yeah (laughs) i don't know but it's like maybe it's like you can't have like just a picture of some boobs on the TV. I yeah, I mean they're lifelike, but yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of strange. Yeah. yeah, silly. Yeah, it was silly. So for me, I guess I'll just call out the one at the end: the lip sync for your life. Oh, oh yes. yeah, that's good. Which I mean, that is oh, Tom Goodwin. <laughs> Which. You know, is for context, basically the two losers for the week have to literally lip sync to a song for their life, which now that we're getting to the end of our episode here, I mean, y'all know me. I'm a karaoke guy. 
You I was like, what's your, what would be your lip sync song? Oh, man. That's a good one. See, this is what the power ranking should have been this week. Yes. Mm. Oh, this is a tough one because it's got to be kind of a dance hit of some kind, right? It can't really be like Tom Petty or something. It could be. You'd be surprised. Do Ave Maria. They, yeah. 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 That'd be funny. Bring the house down. Yes. Man, I don't know. Fred, what would you pick? I just thought I'd do Ave Maria. You would actually do that. Oh. Yeah, and I'd have like a fake dove or something. <laughs> yeah, you could make it funny. Yeah, I don't know. Man, this is a tough one. You gotta pick something that like you could lip sync, but also you couldn't you don't have the range for. It. Like I can't sing Ave Maria like with yeah. perfect. But I know, like, I, I can handle that part. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Maybe I do, like, Let's Go Crazy by Prince or something. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's there you go. Or, like, Are we gonna let the elevator break us down? Uh-oh, let's go. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> or Don't Stop Me Now by oh, Queen. Queen would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I want to break free. <laughs> yeah, so that goes back to you two now. What would be your lip sync for your life songs? I mean, I'm going to go with Bright Eyes. You know, it's my karaoke, too. Uh, it tells a story. There's layers. You're not. The Bonnie no, Tyler yeah. song? Yeah. Are you talking about Total Eclipse of the Heart? Yeah, I thought you. I didn't Total know if you were talking about like oh, Connor right. Oberst. I was saying, you don't Bright even Eyes. know your own song. Are you <laughs> no. even a drag queen? No. 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 <laughs> I was like, I was like, Bright, Bright Eyes. Eyes turn around. Yeah, Bright that's what I thought. I thought she going to do like a sad emo song. I kind of think that's cool, though, that right? Be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Total Eclipse. Oh, yeah. Total Eclipse of Heart. Yeah. What about you? Well, I would just pick my favorite song, which is Walk Like an Egyptian by the oh, Bengals. Oh, yeah, yeah, good choice. And that's just, it's already kind of a very campy song anyway, it So is. and nobody can really understand the words to it, so mm-hmm. you can just sort of do your thing, which is great. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I definitely like that song, too. Is is this the moment where we all lip sync for our lives on the like a sort of like bracket yeah. style? We're, okay, we're not quite. We're not quite at the very end. Okay, so oh. I'm gonna hold my cards until that point. Oh, okay. You know, Fred yeah. and I had this all planned out before y'all came over. Came oh, oh. <laughs> but let's talk about your favorite drag queens that you both really like, and you know, just give a little highlights so that if people want to learn more, they know who to look up. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess I'll start. Uh, Katya is definitely my favorite, okay. probably followed by Trixie. I mean, the two of them together is some sort of like just magic where they both have really good comedic timing. They feed each other really well, like, and they're both very different too in terms, and like they're both very clear on what their persona is too. So I think that's something that's always very enjoyable to watch. And a third one, I don't know. It could, it would rotate based on the day or the time of day that you asked me or what show I've recently watched. So we're watching the All Stars All Winners season right now, oh. um, and Jinx Monsoon is just there is nobody who, who performs like her because it, it's just on a on another level. And you notice this when we we're watching this in the most recent season that's going on right now, where. Her impersonations, her timing as a talking head, all of it is just like, it's on a level that I can't even comprehend. And it's just so enjoyable to watch. So, I mean, there's so many more. We could probably give you like a top 20 list, (laughs) um, but that would do nobody any good. (laughs) That's the assignment. Okay, I'll pick three different ones, too. I do love Trixie and Katya, you know. As stated, I do have a, I love the comedy, like the, the funny queens who come on. I just... They're funny. What's not to love, yeah. you know? So aside from the ones Jenny mentioned, which are like probably everyone's favorites, honestly, 
Bianca Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see Bianca live too, stand up comedy oh, nice. tour. Oh, nice. um, she won season six, the one before For, the yeah. one we told you to watch. Okay. So funny. She's an so insult funny. comic too. So it's like just ripping people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we saw her at the River uh, Pabst? Pabst. At the Pabst. I was going to go deep. I did. Raven was one of my first mm. favorites. Um, Raven's on season two. I don't know why. I mean, Raven is now RuPaul's makeup artist. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, the yeah, makeup artistry is excellent. I think, you know, a lot of people, I don't know much about this stuff, but like she kind of changed the game I think on a makeup level Definitely. because it's like the transformation it's like your nose I think she does have actually in real life quite a large nose oh, yeah. but like you can make it look different mm-hmm. you know it's all about changing the contours of your face to be like go from masculine to more feminine features using makeup which is insane so that I always loved her Shay Coulee is another mm, favorite. Yeah, She's know. on the current. Nice name. Yeah. Shay Coulee mm. is from. Oh, Coulee. I thought it was like Robert Coulee. <laughs> yeah. Shay is from Chicago. And she won one of the All Star seasons, was on season nine, I want to say, and is currently on the winter season. Mm-hmm. The fashion is incredible. She it's very referential, like elevating black women, just very Mm. gorgeous. Like every look is like totally thought through. Great performer. Well, Shay was in I think it's wasn't Rihanna's Fenty show that she did on Amazon. And it's just like her it was her and another queen. I I think it was Jada. Was it Jada? I think it was Jada. So Jada Essence Hall from Milwaukee who won season Twelve. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. I think yeah. um, she won that All Stars like around that same time. Yeah, they she were both played. right around then. Yeah. yeah, and so they were both kind of top of their game, and it was. I mean, they're incredible. They're both very, very talented. Yeah, queens. Jada is kind of known too. Like she went on in season twelve and made almost all of her outfits. And you're like, these are incredible. People are paying someone to make what she's like. Man, it is just so crazy that they even have to like make their own clothes too. Yeah. Yes. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> should we do some honorable mentions of drag queens oh, here? I mean, we sh- we should. I'll give you each one. One. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, Factory. Why can't I remember her name? That's um, you can go beyond one. I was just teasing. yes, yeah. <laughs> Factory. Yeah, she won uh, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Another spoiler alert there. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna blow the lid off of everything for everyone. She had um, amazing looks too. The runways are awesome. Honorable mention for me, um, Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, yeah. Bob is also a comedian. What? Comedian, yeah. Bob the Drag Bob Queen. Bob the Drag Queen from New York. Um, yeah. Or and season eight, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, on season eight. So funny. Yeah. Um, is also on We're Here, the HBO series. Um, right. That's kind of like Queer Eye for Drag Queens. Just hilarious. Well, we definitely covered a lot here today. And I think that may bring us here to the end of our episode. But... I know we had some very good conversation and we learned a lot today. I know I certainly did. But one of the last things that we have here is our plug segment. So if you have anything that you would like to promote or plug for yourselves, I don't know if you have anything in particular from work or anything else that you might be working on. Um, read the news. 
(laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to your local newspaper. Would that be the, uh, are you talking about like the Waukesha Press or (laughs) Milwaukee Journal Sentinel potentially? It doesn't have to be the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That's where I work, but. Just support Support local news. Just support local journalism. Yes, definitely support local news or or journalists, bloggers, and don't let a paywall stop you from that. You know, this is their day job, so please make sure to, you know, support them in any way that you can. (laughs) Or NPR. It's only, what, like a dollar a month or something? Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, anything you have? Oh, I would just say, I mean, we did all this talking about drag queens. Well, drag queens come up in your local bar scene. So go support your local drag queens. Get your yeah. dollar bills ready and, and head to the head to the bar. Head, yeah. 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 If you've never seen one, go and check one out. They're a ton of fun. All are welcome. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 This is it. Has a lot of drag shows. Hamburger Mary's yeah. previously mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. They do a brunch, right? Yeah, uh, drag, drag brunch. Should be a good good entryway if you haven't checked it out yeah, nice definitely. brunch food nice show absolutely yeah a drag bingo find a drag bingo that sounds fun yeah it does sound pretty fun actually what about you fred anything you'd like to plug this week uh i will be in a improv show july 8th Ooh. with team tina at the interchange theater get your tickets at the interchange theater website that's the interchange theater Dot com. So check it out for tickets. Uh, for me, I will just plug our show and our Buy Me a Coffee page. You can buy Fred and I a drink. It's just a couple bucks that we're looking to put back into the show. And honestly, it's just to cover our expenses for the equipment and for the uh, subscription fees on our hosting site. Um, that's all we're really looking for. But if you are enjoying the show and you tell a friend about it, that's as good as a donation. And honestly, it, your enjoyment is the most that we would ever ask for out of this. And we hope you're loving the show so far. If you're interested in emailing the podcast, you can reach us at state of the franchise podcast at gmail.com. That's state of the franchise podcast. All one word at gmail.com. Yeah. Feel free to email us, pitch a show. If you want to come on, we'll definitely hear it out. Right. If someone, even if you live in Brussels, yeah, I know we've got some Brussels listeners out there. We can make a remote call happen. If you want to talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. Brussels, maybe. <laughs> yeah. They can talk about Brussels from Brussels. Oh. But I just wanted to say thank you to Lainey and Jenny for both of you coming on the show. Thank you so awesome. much. And I've been waiting all episode to say this. Fred, Shante, you stay. Lainey, Jenny, sashay, sashay away. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode, and we'll see you next time when the topic we'll be discussing is Goosebumps. Spooky. You're in for a scare. That is a good one. Arf, 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 arf. We'll see you then. <laughs>